I also think that when we have these kind of, because it can be quite a confronting conversation, can't it really? Be like, let's make friends with dickheads and let's not be a dickhead ourselves. So, you know, I think you have to bring a bit of humor to it because otherwise it's like, am I a dickhead? Um, We're all dickheads. Sometimes we're all dickheads. Hi, and welcome to the Unashamedly Human podcast, where we explore how we can better understand our thoughts, feelings and actions, change our results and feel less alone as we navigate this crazy little thing called life. My name is Emily Chadbourne, and I recorded this episode live in my free Facebook group, Unashamedly Human with Emily Chadbourne. If you're not a member yet, head to the show notes to join this global community, and you'll be able to join me live next week as I record the next episode of Unashamedly Human, the podcast. Make sure you follow me on Instagram too, Unashamedly Emily, and enjoy this episode. Why are people dickheads? Now, the reason that I think that this is a really great question is because right now in the world, we are seeing a lot of division. We are seeing a lot of people who are in pain. There is a lot of suffering happening in the world at the moment. Tensions can get quite high. Social media has given us a platform like we've never had before which gives us the ability to voice our opinion, to communicate opinions and thoughts and belief systems, package it up as news, argue with each other, you know, keyboard warriors, trolls. There is a lot of instant in your home access to dickheads right now in a way that we've never had before. And I personally think that that is creating a world of stress and distress And the knock-on effect to that, of course, then is disease. But, you know, I think that the psychological impact of literally having a device in your hand 24-7 in your home, in your bed, if you sleep with your phone in your bed, think about what you're doing to yourself. You wake up in the morning, the first thing you do is you look online. Who's commented on what? I live in a really lovely, affluent, gorgeous, very privileged suburb here in Melbourne. And we have a Facebook page, right? It's the postcode where I live and it's a Facebook page. And if you live in this postcode, you can be part of the Facebook page. And people just put like lovely posts up every now and then. And like, just like, it's just, you just know that it's about to turn into this like, like you can't talk about like walking your dog in a park without someone, that's not not Felicia Park. Like it's just toxic. And that's in your hand. So you have access to a lot of dickheads. And the problem is that when you have access to a lot of dickheads, one of two things happens. Number one, you turn into a dickhead. So now we've got more dickheads, right? Because you want to voice your opinion. You need to be right as well. You need to... Or you tend to feel like you're being attacked by the world around you and that makes you shrink back into yourself. So I think it's really important that we create and generate in ourselves and therefore in our communities and therefore globally a little bit more of a little bit more compassion and a lot more understanding because when one dickhead behavior is met with more dickhead behavior you've just multiplied dickhead when dickhead behavior is met with calm compassion that means that the dickhead behavior is subdued it's neutralized instead of amplified. So it's actually a brilliant question. Let's start with why are people dickheads? I think the reason that 
we assume that somebody else is a dickhead is because the way that they are interacting with the life around them is not conducive to the way that we interact with life around us. Their values are different to ours. Their standards are different to ours. What they prioritize is important is different to us. And so it's really easy to be like, you must be a dickhead because you don't fall into line with the way that I experience this world. You are different to me. Now, there may be some of you who are like, but I tolerate people from all walks of life and I don't mind people being different. I just don't want people to be dickheads. But the thing is, when somebody is a dickhead, likelihood is they don't realize they're being a dickhead. You might be a dickhead and you haven't quite sat in the seat of self-awareness enough to recognize it. And one of the reasons or one of the ways that you can sort of discern your own level of dickheadness is, well, how do people react around me? Do I need to evaluate my behavior, not based on how other people react to you, but if you are, okay, let me give you this story. It's absolutely brilliant. I can't remember who taught me this or who told me this, but I'm so grateful that they did. Let's say you're walking along, right? And it's eight o'clock in the morning. You've got your takeaway coffee and your keepy cup in your hand and you meet a dickhead. And you're like, okay, 8 a.m., I've met a dickhead. Fine. Carry on with your day, it gets to 11 o'clock. You meet another dickhead. And you're like, oh, okay. I got to 11 o'clock today and already I've met two dickheads. Gets to one o'clock, you're having your lunch in the cafe. Guess what happens? You interact with another dickhead and you're like, God, fucking dickheads everywhere, man. Gets to four o'clock in the afternoon. Another dickhead walks on your path and you're like, fucking hell. Dickheads everywhere. If it gets to the end of the day and all you've met all day are dickheads, likelihood is you're the dickhead. So it's very easy to assume that your behavior is without fault. An example of this, I hate office works. I mean, I hate it. I walk into an office works building, into, into the shop, and immediately I can feel my stress levels rising. The staff turnover is so high. They're all university students. No one cares about their job there. You can never get the help that you need. It's stationary, which is not my jam. It's just, I'm not a fan. I know some people feel like office works is their mecca. I feel like it's Hades Lair. I'm just not into it. The other day, I was late. I was running around, I had too many things on in my day, I hadn't planned my time effectively, and I had to go to Officeworks to print out a birthday present, uh, like a photo for a birthday present for a friend. I ran in thinking, uh, if this is a two second job, it'll be fine. Obviously I walk in and there's queues upon queues upon queues. There are two people working. They happen to be having a lovely, lovely little chat behind the counter. Like it's just immediately, I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm here. I allowed that environment to trigger something in me that meant that by the time I got to the front of the line and look the person who was serving me was not efficient they weren't particularly friendly but I was a dick I was a dick in office works I was a dick to someone in office works now I have to acknowledge that I'm a dick when I'm a dick because I'm a human being right now I'm working very hard on myself on a continuing constant basis not to be that dick because it doesn't make me feel good. But when I don't acknowledge, hey, actually, do you know what? 
I didn't need to respond to that situation. I didn't need to make it that big deal. I didn't need to go in with that attitude. I didn't need to go in with the assumption that I was going to have a horrendous time in this shop. I actually didn't need to manifest that for myself. I could have walked in. I could have just done it with humor. I could have been like, okay, I'm going to be here for some time. What else can I do while I'm standing in this queue? Could I talk to the person in front of me? Could I talk to the person behind me? Could I answer some emails on my phone? But I didn't. I stood there fucking sulking right like a child like a dickhead got to the front of the queue had this horrendous interaction with the person who was serving me and then when I left I had to acknowledge that the person that served me is going to talk about me like I'm a dickhead so I think the first step of dickheaddom (laughs) is acknowledging when sometimes you are a dick Because when we don't, it would have been really easy for me to leave that shop and go, I behaved like that because of the lack of staff, because of the incompetency of the server, because of the big cues. Really easy for me to blame the environment, to blame the staff, to blame anything other than me. So you've got to take responsibility for your own behavior. And that doesn't mean that you're going to come out of office works and be like, oh my God, I was a dick. I'm a terrible person at all. You're just going to be like, oh, do I want to feel like this again? No. Okay. So the next time I can feel that sensation viscerally in my, in my being of like, I'm getting annoyed. I'm getting stressed. What do I need to put in place to make sure that I don't contribute to the dickheadness level of this world? Because I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be the person that made somebody else's life hard. I don't want to be the dickhead that I'm complaining about. So that's the first thing I want to say about dickhead behavior. The second thing I think it's really important to acknowledge that everybody in this world is a product of their environment, their upbringing, their social conditioning, their economic background, their race. Like your experience of this world is so unique to you and if you were the person that you've just deemed to be a dickhead right let's say someone's just stolen your car parking space and then you see them again in the shopping center and they're you know rude to the checkout lady and you know kind of a bit blustering you're like that person's a dickhead right that person right there dickhead In fact, I've got a perfect example of this. I shared this last night in the webinar. There's a really busy strip here in um, where I live called Chapel Street. Loads of trams, loads of traffic, loads of pedestrians. And a couple of years ago, this guy was doing what turned out to be like a 56-point turn in the middle of the road. There was a tram waiting for him. I was waiting for him. Traffic was piling up behind me. Traffic was piling up behind the tram. Pedestrians were kind of like dodging out of the way. He was causing real congestion on this road, which is already really heavily congested at the best of times. And he was doing it. You could see the attitude. You know when someone's got so much attitude, you can see it in their cheeks? It's like Kanye West attitude. And he was like in this like low sunken seated car using one hand to do this 56 point turn. Didn't give a fuck. Didn't wave to the tram driver to say sorry. Didn't acknowledge me by the time he'd eventually got his car facing the direction it needed to face in so that he could drive off. 
Now, I would consider that to be dickhead behavior, completely ignorant of the environment around you, right? Like, totally me-focused, totally narcissistic in that behavior. Like, I'm more important than anyone else. Fuck you. I'm not even going to acknowledge that I've inconvenienced you. Life's all about me, right? Now, I was driving with a mate of mine in the car at the time, and I turned around to my mate, and I went, that guy... And my mate braced himself for me to say, was a fucking twat. And instead I turned around and was like, that guy must have really awful relationships. And my mate was like, no way. I thought you were going to fly off the handle then. And I was like, no. Like that man is, is moving through life with his defenses so high that he can't see that other people matter. He's protecting himself so much. Something awful must have happened to him at some point in his life, in his childhood, in his formative years, that he has to walk through life with such a high protection mechanism that he can't connect with the world around him. Oh, man, I don't know what happened to you, but I'm sorry. (laughs) Because you can't be vulnerable, you can't be open, you can't be kind. Hurt people hurt So the next time you see a dickhead, instead of assuming that they were born a dickhead, imagine them as a really small baby who's about to go through some really fucking horrendous stuff and learn to be the bully instead of being bullied. You know, dickheads aren't dickheads by nature. They're dickheads by nurture. And so for that, there is love and compassion that we have to assume now that doesn't mean that we have to love dickheads that's very different right I'm gonna make friends with all of the dickheads I can because they probably had terrible childhoods and I'm talking in sweeping generalizations obviously I can't talk for every single human being on the planet there's 7.7 billion people but likelihood is if someone is a dickhead it's because they have learned a protection mechanism to keep them safe from something really fucking shit that once happened to them I'm gonna hurt you before you hurt me I've got to be more important than you because otherwise I won't survive in this world. Like, that's not strength. They they might think it's strength. Oh yeah, no one fucking messes with me. I'm a dickhead. Right? They might think that's a really strong thing to do. But to me, somebody who is open and vulnerable and kind, that for me is strength. If, like me, you love reading cool stuff, listening to interesting interviews and hearing funny, quirky stories that feel really relatable, then sign up for my famous Friday emails. They're jam-packed with awesomeness, and if you sign up and you're not into it, you can always unsubscribe. Link in the show notes, and I look forward to being in your inbox on Friday. It's Friday! So when we begin to see dickhead behavior for what it is, which is a product of somebody's environment, a product of somebody's experience. And it's probably not a great environment. It's probably not a great experience that has meant that that person has had to assume that strategy, put on that armor. And that armor is stopping them from connecting with love and compassion and kindness to the world around them. And for that, you have my compassion. Now, That does not mean that I have to tolerate your dickhead behavior. I don't have to tolerate your dickhead behavior. And I want to talk about, well, how do we deal with dickheads now? So I think the first thing is stay away from them if you can. Don't have lunch with that friend from school just because you've been friends for 20 years. 
if they've turned out to be a dickhead, stop seeing them. Like, don't go and make nice talk with the dickhead in the staff room. Just politely but consciously avoid them. Like, don't invite dickheads into your life is what I'm trying to say. Now, for some people, there will just be some dickheads in their lives, right? Can't get away from them. Maybe a family member is a dickhead. Maybe uh, you've got a work colleague that's a fucking dickhead. The really important thing I always think to remember is find the unity, first and foremost. We are all divinely connected before anything else through the very unique and very special experience of being a human being. And that unity has to come before all of the division of our difference. The second thing is to have really stern, not stern, really solid boundaries in place, which means that you demonstrate to other people how they can and cannot treat you by the way that you treat you. Now, this is all about self-love. Boundaries is about showing people what you will tolerate and then having consequences if they push those boundaries and continue to do that behavior which you'd no longer tolerate. So perfect example of this is, let's say you've got a dickhead in your team, right? Dickhead in your team who's spreading gossip in the workplace. And it's your job to manage that. Do you want to deal with a dickhead today? Fuck no. Do we need to see that the person who is spreading gossip about other people in your team is probably doing it from a place of protection, probably doing it from a place of hurt, probably doing it from a place of total and utter weakness as opposed to and although they might come across as really blustery and really they might be the office bully right but the office bully is weak on the inside it's why they need to bully so first thing we're going to do is we're going to come at it with compassion we're going to understand that this person is in some level of pain and hurt otherwise they wouldn't like kind people are not coming from a place of defense So that's the first thing we have to remember that. Second thing, we look for unity. We remind ourselves consciously that the thing that unites us all is the divine experience of being a human being. Our differences come after that. So you and I, we are the same. We are the same. On top of our sameness, we have many differences. But while I only look at those differences, I create more of a divide between you and I. So I have to look first for the unity. Now, the boundary goes something along the lines of, hey, Barbara, while it's totally and utterly okay to have social interactions with people in this office, and it's totally okay for you not to get on with everybody in this office, I don't get on with everybody in this office. Not everyone here is my cup of tea, and that's absolutely fine. I totally understand it. I understand how frustrating it can be to work with different personalities. I completely get it, Barbara. But Barbara, what is not acceptable in this office is that you actively encourage division by telling stories about other people. That's not okay. Now, is there something else going on for you that I can help you with or that I can direct you into somebody who can help you even if that person isn't me? What's really going on here? That is healthy boundary setting. It is saying this behavior is okay. It's okay that you feel like this. It's okay that you don't get on with everybody. What's not okay is the way that you're behaving. That is a healthy boundary setting example. From that, you then have to maintain your standard. You then can't go and gossip about Barbara to everybody else in the office because then you become Barbara. 
So you have to hold a higher vibrational frequency. You have to hold your, and when I say higher, I don't mean better. I don't mean more authoritative. I don't mean you are better than Barbara. Barbara is less than you. You are, you know, it's not a hierarchy. It's just different. When I talk about higher vibrational frequency, I mean, you are coming more from a place of love and Barbara is coming more from a place of fear. Again, that doesn't make you better than Barbara. Doesn't make Barbara better or worse than you. It just is what it is. But you need to maintain that high standard yourself. You need to demonstrate to the world around you, to every single dickhead, what is acceptable, what is not acceptable, how they are allowed to behave around you, what you will and will not tolerate. And you yourself then have to treat yourself like that and other people like that. Otherwise, you just become Barbara. You become who I was in Office Works. Now, are we going to get this right all the time? No. I'd like to remind you of the Office Works. <laughs> right? We're not going to get it right all the time. But the more we try, the less dickheads we will have in our world. Number one, because if I'd walked into Office Works and I had chosen not to be annoyed by the situation, right? If I'd chosen just to answer some emails in the in the queue, maybe speak to a couple of people I was, you know, next to in the queue. If I'd chosen to approach the shop assistant with a smile instead of frustration and annoyance, I would have had a very different experience. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, the shop assistant wouldn't have been a dickhead. <laughs> maybe I made the shop assistant a dickhead, go figure. The second reason that it's really important, I think, to sort of have that higher vibration is that like attracts like, your vibe attracts your tribe. If you are complaining about dickheads, but still doing dickhead behavior yourself, bitching about Barbara, for example, right? I told Barbara not to bitch about anyone. Do you know what she said to me, Sharon? Do you know, right? You have just become Barbara. So you will continue to actively encourage in your vibrational frequency, other people who mirror the vibrational frequency that you're at. So it kind of loops back to that very first point that I made, which was, if you don't want to see dickheads in this world, don't be a dickhead yourself. You'll definitely attract less of them because dickheads congregate together. But also the moment that you begin to transcend the dickhead behavior of somebody, again, like behavior is like clothing we wear, but it's not who we are. Who we are at an essence, who we are on a soul level is love and compassion. And potentially that love and that compassion got abused, it got dismissed it didn't get nurtured it wasn't given a good enough framework or a good enough demonstration to show itself and instead all we got was dickhead so we need to look beyond the dickhead and we need to look at the soul of another human being which is always love and for that we always give compassion so I trust that has been useful I've definitely not said the word dickhead that many times in 26 minutes ever so I don't know if there is a world record for how many times can you say the word dickhead in an hour but I think you'll find my name in that book if there is would you like daily text messages of support positivity and love sent personally from me straight to your phone then sign up for wake up with them it's the affirmation service you didn't know you needed the first month is free if you follow the link in the show notes good morning you're awesome and when you begin to sit in a place with yourself, 
through continued working on yourself and sitting in the seat of self-awareness and personal development, when you get to the point where you are in acceptance with yourself, people talk about self-love all the time. Like, I think we should just start calling self-love self-acceptance. It's like, there are bits of me that are still really dickheady. And I know that. I know it's my protection. I know it's my defense system coming up. I know it's an old strategy that I'm playing to try and keep myself safe. And I'm in a constant conversation with myself about putting down those defense mechanisms and being more open and vulnerable and connecting more with compassion and love and seeing the world through that loving lens. That's a constant conversation I have with myself on a daily, daily basis. How can I be more open instead of being more protected and closed off? Because when I'm protected and closed off, I don't enjoy the bounty of life. I don't attract the money that I desire. I don't bring in the relationships that bring me joy. So I need to be more open. And the moment that you start seeing that in yourself, it's amazing how quickly you begin to see it in other people. You begin to see past the armor. And then you begin to have much more compassion. And then you begin to meet that dickhead behavior with compassion, which A, neutralizes it, but it also doesn't um, like irritate it or stimulate it to create even more dickhead behavior. That's it for today's episode. I trust you loved it. And remember, you can join me as I record these episodes live. All of the details are in the show notes. If you love this episode, I'd really appreciate you sharing it on your socials. And please tag me, Unashamedly Emily. You can also share it through Spotify. And if you're listening on iTunes, then please rate and review. It really helps other people find this valuable content. And as always, nothing beats a good bit of word of mouth. So let your mates know all about this podcast. If you're interested in joining my global coaching community, the Unashamedly Human Hub, check out the link in the show notes. See you in the next episode and keep being brave.